Well, hey, everybody. It's Mike Honick from the University of Iowa Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities, or you said, coming to you with another episode of Disability Exchange, our podcast designed to center and elevate the voices of people with disabilities and their families. As I mentioned, I am with the, the you said, and we partner with a great group called the Midwest Public Health Training Center to produce these podcasts. Um, we've just learned that we're going to be having the opportunity to continue those into next year. So we're super excited about that. And we have a special guest who we will introduce shortly. But before we do that, I'd like to turn it over to my co-host and friend and colleague, Caitlin, to introduce herself. Hello, nice to be here with you all. My name is Caitlin Owens, and I uh, work at the USED with Mike, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I'll let Mike go ahead and introduce our guest. All right. Well, I've gotten to know Ben uh, over the last, gosh, what, about seven months, I guess, through her participation as an ILEND trainee. We've talked about ILEND a lot stands for Iowa Leadership Education in Neurodevelopmental and Related Disabilities. Um, ben is one of our self-advocacy trainees, and I really come to know and appreciate and respect all that she does. So Ben, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, and we'll go from there. Uh, hi, my name is Ben Nguyen. I'm adopted from Vietnam, and I'm also in the Iowa LEND program and ERH program. Wonderful. Thanks so much for being here. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about the UIREACH program? The UIREACH program is a program uh, aged 18 to 25 years of age. It's a program for people with uh, cognitive and uh, disabilities and intellectual disabilities that might need um, help with uh, extra time on test and maybe a one-on-one person to help you take those tests and read them. And you also get um, internships during your four or two or four years in the program and you better your skills with internships. Awesome, thank you. And so can you talk to us a little bit more about kind of your personal experience with disability and sort of like how that plays into your identity and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I have a cognitive learning disability, so I need extra time on test and maybe like a reader to, to help me um, interpret words on the test. And then um, also sometimes class notes before the class really helps me a lot. Well, great. So how many years have you been in UI Reach now, Ben? Um, I'm a third year student at Reach this year, and I'm uh, going for another year, so four years uh, next year. Excellent, because I think for a while we didn't know for sure, or you didn't know for sure whether you were going to do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us about some, you mentioned that internships are a um, kind of a big focus of REACH, and I actually used to work for REACH, um, so I'm excited to hear you talk more about it, but can you talk more about your interests and, you know, what your internships have been focused on mm-hmm. while at REACH? Yeah, um, I really like creativity, and like arts and stuff, so sometimes we do art and craft nights. But um, 
my internships are like data entry. So I worked in the URH office one semester and then the VA business office um, out near the Iowa City uh, Municipal Airport and the car dealerships. And then this year I'm actually interning at NAMI, Johnson County for people who have mental illnesses or um, eating disorders and other stuff. That's quite a variety. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You talked a lot about arts and crafts. Are you thinking that um, your artistic side at some point that could be a career for you or is that more a fun hobby kind of thing? Um, I guess it could be both. uh, If like my job allows it. Mm -hmm. Well, we talked about Lend at the beginning and, and I, I saved you the hassle of, of having to say what, it, what, all the ac- what the letters mean and the acronym, but tell us a little bit about your experiences in Lend so far, um, what's, what you've gained from them, and, and if, you, if you'd like, you certainly can talk about any um, challenges that have, have been a little um, difficult for you. Mm-hmm. I've gained knowledge of more into depth of people with disabilities with like the youth mental uh, first aid um, training and also talking to um, legislators in Des Moines via Zoom and also um, going to Des Moines for the Harkin Institute as well as this upcoming uh, DC trip for the policy seminars. That's great. So are you going to Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really yeah. exciting. Ben, before your involvement in LEND, did you have much experience um, in disability advocacy work? Mm, no, not really, except um, URH kind of teaches us about advocacy and then advocating for yourself, but not as um, more into depth of advocating for yourself and others. Yeah. So, so are you saying you, Reach kind of gave the foundation of advocating mm-hmm. for yourself and that could be in mm-hmm. settings like education or at work or, you know, in the doctor's office, but then Lend has kind of expanded that mm-hmm. to yeah. advocating for yourself and others. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. And, uh, minority groups as well. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself kind of continuing that work after Lend or has, have you, mm-hmm. what parts of it have you particularly enjoyed or? Um, just like the learning about different disciplines and like today we had a health uh, administration training presentation, which was interesting because one had internships with health administration and then one had actual living experience with the sibling. So she's a sibling of someone who has um, a disability. And then um, what's interesting is I also applied to be on the Youth Advisory Council. So um, I got in and so my first meeting is on April or in April. Is that with the Child Health Specialty Clinics? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think wow. so. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. So you're like already kind <laughs> of 
expanding your role as a is as kind of more like of a advocate for others and kind of a system. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I also remember you telling us, Ben, not too long ago that you are now on the UI Reach Student Council. Is that new mm-hmm. or have you been on it for a while? Yeah, that was um, a few weeks ago. Okay. So you're just, you're really getting, getting involved. Um, mm-hmm. So what's really cool is that um, we've, you are our second, I guess, UI Reach trainee. Um, Mike last year was, did an awesome job. And um, so it's really great to see you doing, doing some of those same kinds of things, but kind of, you know, finding your own way and finding out what works, what kinds of interests you have um, as an advocate. You talked about the, um, you know, this presentation that you attended with the, with the uh, health administration trainees and how one of them had the professional experience and one of them had the experience um, of having a sibling with a disability. Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about the importance or what the impact of having, you know, sort of the voices of people with lived experience, either, you know, in lens seminars or just kind of present in conversations with professionals? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good step in the right direction of acknowledging people with lived experiences and their uh, relatives and then talking about uh, to the relatives about uh, that person's disability and then getting the relative to maybe talk about their experience with their other sibling that might have a disability. I think that's so important, you know, and and I thought, What's really been cool this year in Lend, I think more than any other year that I can remember, is how many people that are trainees are talking about lived experiences, either as identifying as having a disability or being a family member. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, you're doing a really good job, Ben, of um, talking about your own experiences. And I think that probably helps other people feel a lot more comfortable being a little bit more open about that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned also at the beginning that you were adopted from Vietnam. Were you adopted as a as an infant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, barely zero or one. Yeah, barely one. Mm-hmm. So, do you I still identify in some ways with your uh, Vietnamese culture and and heritage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't uh, like practice the language because I don't know it. But um, I went to a uh, New Year celebration for the Chinese New Year a couple of weeks ago, and I went um, there and made some new friends. Consequently, uh, who also lives on my floor in Mayflower. So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Do you hope someday to be able to to go there to Vietnam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my adopted family has been talking about it, but it just seems like my Uh, adoptive mom and me would go because my dad and then or my adoptive dad and my um other sister who are or who is adopted doesn't want to really want to go can you talk a little more about so you said you live in mayflower can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about the more residential experience of lend and what it's like Mm -hmm. living in a dorm do the first and second year students still live in uh stanley and burge Okay. And then third and fourth year, we have um, more independence with uh, no curfew until midnight for the first and second years. 
and then third and fourth year students have like cooking classes mm -hmm. and then grocery shopping for the cooking supplies and then we do that every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So do you cook some of your own meals then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least two to three recipes. Nice. What's your what's your expertise? What's your but what's if if you were gonna bring everybody over for dinner, what would you what would you cook? Um, I made a really good um, linguine pasta. Oh. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you about Ben a little bit is where did you grow up? Um, I've lived here all my life. I guess after I was adopted. Uh, yeah, here being here. Iowa City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Iowa City. Nice. So, yeah. Can you talk more about kind of, you know, your decision to go to the UI Reach program and kind of what you are hoping you would get out of the program? Mm -hmm. Well, in 2018, I graduated from high school from City High. And then I went over to Kirkwood for a few classes I was liking Kirkwood, but it was beginning to get like harder courses and then they didn't have like good accommodations. So that's when uh, my parents looked into UI Reach. Plus we had a, a family friend whose daughter um, has like a lot of disabilities. And there was um, another friend's daughter who actually went to the UI Reach because it was founded earlier. And then um, we just signed up for a tour. And then that's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And kind of what do you, what do you think REACH will help you to be able to do in the future? Are there specific things you feel like you're getting mm -hmm. out of the program? Just like um, cooking recipes when I uh, graduate and then cleaning uh, because that's basically what first and second year is more about. So kind of some of those like general life mm -hmm. skills and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. And so before your internships, you know, was working with data something that you kind of knew you wanted to do? Or did you have to do a little bit of like exploring to kind of figure out that that was something that you mm -hmm. are good at and enjoy doing? That was kind of an exploring options. I guess. Mm -hmm. I uh, haven't really thought about uh, careers except uh, before coming, I was actually really into like animals, but then I looked into it and I didn't really like the thought of operations of like animals. So I uh, didn't like really looking at blood or seeing blood. Yeah, that's an important thing to, <laughs> yeah. to discover before you pursue a career path, I feel. Yeah. So with all this experience that you've had, like with UI Reach and, and Lend, um, do you think that there could be a chance that you could end up having some kind of a, a career in like disability advocacy or education? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see you doing that. Mm -hmm. One thing I know that, um, that I've, because I've had a chance to get to work with you is, um, knowing that you have gone out, you went out to Colorado last summer, mm -hmm. um, and some at, at a camp. And mm -hmm. if my understanding is correct, you're going to go back again, if COVID allows that to happen 
Could you tell us a little bit about that experience and and what mm-hmm. what you did last year and what you hope to do this year? Mm-hmm. Well, the camp was for uh, people with disabilities, and also there were three separate camps uh, with disabilities or someone who has lost a family member. So it kind of helped them to have like a break from their family and focus on like happy stuff. And um, when I was in Colorado, it was uh, like a cooking experience kind of leading me up to living in Mayflower and cooking meals. But um, this year it's up in the air because the program director started a, another program called the Cook Inclusive Company, which is basically the same program that was last year, but it's a first year uh, runoff from that program. And so I don't really have any summer plans now. <laughs> oh, shoot. I did not yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've mentioned cooking several times. Is that a career path you've ever considered or is that again kind of like something you just enjoy doing um I guess like a just enjoy like hobby doing but yeah cool and I'm also on the board of directors for that camp inclusive or inclusive Mm -hmm. people obviously see you as a leader Mm -hmm. yeah yeah have you always seen yourself as a leader or is that something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Um, I wanted to ask about kind of the experience, you know, you've talked both about like reach and being part of this camp program. And, you know, I'm curious about your experience being in these settings where you're, you know, kind of surrounded by other people who have disabilities, whereas that might not have always been the case, you know, in high school or, in previous settings and and what that's been like if that's something you like if you find you know that just just curious about your thoughts on that mm-hmm. um well there were two other um students that went to the program with me nice. for in Colorado so that program director missed the like family like close-knit family of reach Mm-hmm. So we um, pleaded with some um, instructors from REACH to get us uh, to Colorado and then helped us with rooming and stuff. That was something that I always, you know, when I when I worked with REACH, and I've also been very involved in camps and, you know, other programs was the social aspect of it just seemed, especially at REACH, it just seemed so vibrant and like, like you kind mm-hmm. of described it as a close-knit family. You know, and it was my observation that a lot of the students at REACH hadn't really experienced something where they were just around people who maybe understood Mm -hmm. them on like a just a different level from, you know, other peers and even family members. And I always just thought that was a really cool part of, you know, the residential Mm -hmm. experience of REACH. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And it's good that you were able to to make that connection. So having some of these experience, I want to kind of loop back a little bit to when you talked about going to DC um, for disability policy seminar next month for Len. Do you think some of those reach uh, like traveling to Colorado and, and having that time to really kind of be away from home and everything like that? Do you think that's helping you to be, I mean, you seem so 
comfortable and ready to make that trip to DC. Do you think some of those experiences with Do I Reach helped you to feel more comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, that made me think, is it the case that there are a few UI Reach students who are also going mm-hmm. to DC? Yeah, we are kind of um, partnering and collaborating with uh, UI Reach and WEND now cool. this year. And maybe our audience would be curious to hear a little bit more about what you're going to be doing in DC. Can you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, um, we are going to the Hill, I guess, on yep. uh, Washington, DC and talking to representatives and legislators about interdisciplinary projects and then uh, other bills that we've been researching. Cool, and mainly focused on kind of disability and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, disability rights and uh, awareness. And then also there's kind of a conference that you'll all be Mm -hmm. attending, a disability policy seminar where I I was in LEM training as well. And I went, um, and it's really, it was really a cool experience to learn about, you know, advocacy strategies and disability, you know, history and, and all these things with this huge group of people who are all interested in the same thing. It was a really, it was a cool experience. I was going to say the same thing, except not as eloquently as you did there, Caitlin. Because oh, I, I bet you, I bet you were going to say it very eloquently. <laughs> no, but I just think it's awesome, and I think Ben, you're going to get to meet a lot of really interesting, cool people while you're out there. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm so happy that you all get to go in person. I know it was up in the air, and um, I just, I had such a positive experience when I went as a student, and. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about it when you all come back. So Ben, on a kind of a fun note, I, I, again, because I get the pleasure of working with you, I know that you're quite a sports fan. So (laughs) tell us about how did you get so interested in in sports? Um, I kind of grew up uh, as a Hawkeye fan. Uh, And then in high school, I played, well, I ran um cross country so that was a big part of um exercise and stuff and then when I went to college I became more of a Hawkeye fan and then uh when I met my uh boyfriend of two years and a few months Michael he got me into more of uh NBA so basketball and also baseball so my favorite um, NBA and uh, MLB teams are the Milwaukee Bucks, which I recently went to see them in Milwaukee, and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then MLB is the uh, Atlanta Braves, which they won their championship from 50 years, I think. That was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I reached out a little bit of a, uh publicity from one of your <laughs> yeah. colleague, one of your fellow students making that three point shot the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was impressive. A half court, mm-hmm. half court swish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ben, is there anything we have that you wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet or. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> well, we always kind of like to end with one question, Ben, and we didn't prepare you for this. So if you need a little time to think, that is totally fine. But, and I know you're young, but 
what's something that you would like people to to think about and remember and know about you as kind of a either a legacy or just what 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 do you think what, either where are you making your your mark or where do you, where would you like to how would you like to be um, thought of moving forward? Mm, I'm kind of like a an emotional person, so I guess like I feel people's emotions. That's a very important thing. Um, yeah, empathy and connecting with others, especially as in all the leadership positions you're in, Ben already, because I think that that's one of the things that um, that you. I mean, I've known you very long, but I can tell how much you care about others and how other people think. So. And just you know, when you were talking earlier about moving from advocating for yourself to moving mm-hmm. to advocating for yourself and others, you know, that ability to to really connect with other people's stories and experiences and will help you elevate the voices of people who maybe don't feel as comfortable sitting on boards or, you know, Mm -hmm. engaging in advocacy the way you do. So that's really Mm -hmm. great. And, and you're coming in at the youth advisory council. Are you going as a member or like a, an adult ally? An adult ally. Yeah. So you're, you're going to be in a perfect position to do that. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, they are lucky to have you. That's really exciting to hear. Do you have anything else, Caitlin? I don't think so, but gosh, Ben, it's been really lovely mm-hmm. talking with you. And, you know, I've seen you at Lens seminars, but it's nice mm-hmm. to, um, you know, hear more about your story and get to know you better. And I just wish you the very best on your your journey. And, and I hope you have a great time in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. in the short term. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I want to second that. I want to thank you for uh, your time, taking time out. I know your schedule is just super busy these days. And I want to thank you for taking time out to talk to us and also thank our um, audience, our listening audience, uh, for tuning in today to hear Ben's story and just encourage you to keep um, a lookout for a future podcast because we have many more coming up. So um, thanks, everybody, and wishing you well until next time. Yes, thanks. Thank you for joining us today on Disability Exchange. Disability Exchange is produced by the University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities, which is housed at the Center for Disabilities and Development at the University of Iowa. Special thanks to Kyle Delvaux for the music contribution.